Mike and Ron. Here to help. Here to help. Here to help. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I am here with one of my favorite people in all the world, Mr. Mike Sazen. Thank you, you, Ron. Because today, it's another episode of Mike and Ron. Here to help. Here to help. And for you on YouTube, you're going to notice that me and Mike are wearing the same clothes as we were last week. Um, That's because we've learned our lesson and we're recording two episodes in a night. So we always have one in the can. (laughs) In the can. In the can. And that was a homosexual... Uh, I didn't want to say it, double entendre. But you know what, Ron? Absolutely, he, he's, he he's the one that delivers the jokes. I'm just the one that just notices it. Yeah, I, you know, you know, Mike. Um, you know, we were talking last week, um, which is uh, like 15 minutes ago. 15 uh, minutes. Talk about 25 seconds ago. 25 seconds ago, about how you. Well, actually, it was at the beginning of the podcast. So last week, an hour ago. Um, we were talking about, uh, how, uh, you actually help younger, newer comedians, um, find their way in comedy. And, uh, I try, I'm, you know, listen, man, I try. Absolutely. We, I think, you know, uh, Jeff Keller mentors me, uh, you know, he used to write and tour with Paul Mooney, you know, and when I'm at, uh, accidental chaos, I know that I noticed that, uh, right. You know, I know that by the way, Mike did Sasson, if you're watching YouTube, Mike Sasson did give a gentle tap for the three beats of the of, uh, accidental chaos. But, uh, you know, th- th- a lot of guys there will come up and ask me, you know, opinions about my jokes and about how to write jokes. And I'm always happy to give that opinion, that opinion. So last night I saw a guy, I was at accidental chaos. Boop, boop, boop. Yep. yep. And he, it, Again, when you when you do stand up in this city, you you see all types. Yeah, yes, you see you people yeah. that pop in and pop out that you're just like, I can't believe I just. So this guy what was trying happened? to be like a prop comic. Oh no! And he pulls down his pants. Oh boy! To reveal a toy mouse on the outside of his underwear. Okay. So he pulls out a rat trap. And puts it on the stool and tries to snap the rat trap on the rubber rat right. that's on his groin. Mm-hmm. That's the joke. With how small his penis is? About how she's just, a t- I guess, the risk of the fact that it could actually hit his minuscule genitalia. Right. And the thing is, the first time he did it, he missed the... Uh, the plastic rat and just didn't hit anything and he was about to put the rat away and again because i like to help comics i sit there and i go oh no 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 no! this is an open mic try again you're hilarious i go try again you gotta do that again that workshop that right so he tried two more times and he was unable to actually hit the plastic rat next to his genitals with the rat trap but that was that was his attempt at uh at being the next carrot top and so he's 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 a bottom (laughs) um He likes to put, he puts car batteries on his yeah. nipples and shit like that. Yeah, if you can't, if you can't, if it's, if you can, if you attempt to snap your dick, you know, or to closely snap, you get your dick to being closely snapped by a mousetrap and you fail three times in a row, you're a bottom. Well, let me ask you this silly this is, question. Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah, uh, my No question, questions are silly. A questions about the, uh, the gay, uh, the gay lifestyle. Okay, that is a silly question. Just kidding. Are there people. Yes. Who like that's the, the word yes. that always talks about is like oh this guy's a bottom yes there are those people yes. meaning he only he loves to just to 
to be the guy that accepts the penis. Absolutely. That's absolutely. his that's his absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. What happens by complete accident or has it never happened that way where two guys get together and they figure out they're both bottoms? That they call that bumping pussies. Really? Yeah. And it, it, it you know and got, you know now in today's society um we've gotten a lot we've gotten we've we've we, we're, we're pretty clear on that. You know okay. What I'm saying? Yeah, like you know, like you know, like that's why. What are you into? Are one of the first questions we're asking. Really? So that's more or less right. a more of a communication thing. Absolutely. To where? Absolutely. Yeah. But back in the yeah. day, if you're a little bit more on the down low, you and you and you meet and you don't and the access, the accessibility was lower. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, we can suck each other's dick. Okay, this is great. Let's go fuck and boom. You and then both yeah. of you are just like, no, we both love to. Yeah, we're we're into the same thing. Yeah, and then you're yeah. just like, wah, wah. Right, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So so it's a stick fighter, but boom, but pussies. Yeah. Or then, or it's yeah. two tops. Right, and then it then and then it, then it can be a cage match. You know, really, loser, loser takes all. <laughs> There's the old joke where Absolutely, it was like yeah. there was the old joke where it it was like it would be funny if like wrestlers one of them was gay because then only one of them would be trying to win. Right. Yeah. No. This is this 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 is that's that's a real thing. That is, that is that's, that's that's playing itself out every day you know, all across this this with this wonderful planet of ours. Speaking yes. of the gay community, mm. I was uh, reading the New York Times. Okay. As I do. The New York Times is and, fantastic. Yes. The New York Times has like a section where it talks about California and they typically are very kind of condescending to it, but whatever. Um, They had this story. New Yorkers. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I thought was interesting is apparently there's a park. Uh, it's like a nature reserve that mm. literally borders downtown Los Angeles uh -huh. that is like untouched. Like it's, it, you could sit on this park bench in this bucolic, beautiful, you know, nature reserve and it, you can look at downtown Los Angeles. Okay. And what happened was they wrote this story mm -hmm. about how during the pandemic, because all the bars were closed and everything was closed, mm -hmm. that somehow organically or through social media. Right. Um, a cruising, a yeah. cruising park. Well. Uh, it, it, they made it a little nicer right. where they were talking about that, you know, gay and bisexual and transgender people mm -hmm. were getting together on Sunday morning and they were eating and they were having fun and they were just having a nice day at the park. And yeah. it's turned into this great thing with the, the gay and lesbian community here in Los Angeles. I hadn't heard about it. Yeah. And I'm reading about this in the New York times. Uh, sounds like a cruising park. Go ahead. Well, I, that's I, not to think of it. You're probably right. But the thing that gets me was I, I was reading this and I'm like, you know you're officially ruining this, right? Yeah, exactly. You're officially going to make this into a tourist attraction. Right. You're going to make this that like white women from like the suburbs, so, which means it's game over. Yeah, are just going to show. I mean, like it's like it's like that's why the Abbey's so, such trash now. It's because like it's like filled with straight white women. Well, because it's it the worst. It's become the Abbey, especially. It's ridiculous. if you don't know what the Abbey is, and and again, I'm a straight dude in Los Angeles, but if you want to go and say like as a comedy bit, mm -hmm. you wanted to talk about the gay bar, right? You use the Abbey as the punchline, like that's right. the gay bar, right? And you're saying as a gay man in Los Angeles that that is the most that's the place just, where 
That's it's, a tourist. That's like going to Disney World. It, it, like, really, it really is. It's it's gay light. It's literally a straight bar with a lot of gay guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and who know that it's basically like yeah, they just want to be seen by like right. it be part of the right. gay Disneyland. It's where white women like to go, you know, and, you know, and white influence women of color as well, you know, like to go to hang out with their gay friends and they all can feel safe and dance with the dance. I, I anticipate and you and can. The, and by the way, half the, half the dancers that have the go-go dancers there, I think they're straight. Well, that's the thing that gets me about, like, like, for instance, everybody knows that West Hollywood is like the gay mecca Mecca for Los Angeles, for Los Angeles. It's just a shameful gay community, by the way. But here's the thing that gets pathetic at this point, since everyone knows about it, and it is one of those things to where like tourists go there now. Like right. it's, it's part right. of like, oh, you want to go see where the gays live. You've right. got to go to West Hollywood and see that the, the crosswalk is a rainbow and this guy's walking around wearing, you know, glitter and all this kind right. of shit. Right, right. Do gay men understand or do they care that this is becoming just kind of a tourist attraction for out of towners to look and gawk at the gay dudes? Well, here's the, here's the, here's my problem with, um, the LA gay scene. Okay. And you have places like precinct, um, downtown, um, red line. Um, you have, uh, a few places around town that are actually great gay bars, but let's just, let's talk about West Hollywood in particular. Um, first of all, you're right. It's a, it's a tourist trap. Okay. So, um, you know, all the gays from around the world, if you come, coming to Los Angeles, you're going to go to West Hollywood. Or even like, again, like people know about it. Like my, when my sister came here from Washington, DC, she went to where the Vanderpumps have their bar, which is in, cause it's a, it's what you see on TV and they see it and they're like, Oh, we don't have this where I'm from kind of deal. And and just, 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 and and so here's my opinion about West Hollywood. Uh, First of all, um, it is, First of all, Los Angeles has, in my humble opinion, and you're talking about a guy who had, who you know has toured the country as a comedian and who has also thrown rave parties for the better part of a decade. Okay, Los Angeles has probably the worst gay scene of all the major metropolitan cities, hands down. Um, period. There's there bar none. Um, I would probably say I would probably put Austin's gay scene above Los Angeles's gay scene. In what way? What do you mean by that? Uh, because it's and my gay men, hear me out, okay? Mike and Ron here to help, all right? Well, this is more Ron here to help. A I lot have of, no right. Point. Point. <laughs> I, have no, of, I have know, no dog in this fight. Yeah, but what happens is you have all these you have all these white guys that are coming from the Midwest and all these places. Um, they're fleeing, they're fle- fleeing their families and their religions and these things so they can come out and discover themselves. Um, but they come here with the same bigotry that they had that they've learned ingrained in their subconscious that they did from the midwest so they're not adapting to the to the more progressive and accepting la they're turning la into kind of like yes i can be who i want to be but i don't accept anyone else being who they are it's a fiction i it's 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 just a fiction i remember one time me and this uh, me and this uh guy that i see you all haven't seen him in a while but um me and this guy that we 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 play around a lot we were on grinder together one time in bed you know, and beautiful white guy, you know, and the amount of traffic he was getting was insane. Just like, just because of his look, you know what I'm saying? And not to be too crass, but until I started showing genitalia, then it's like, it's like literally the liberal racism that happens in Los Angeles and the Los Angeles gay scene is staggering. 
um, you know, the lack of work that a lot of gay men have done on themselves to actually understand what gay culture is. You know, my, my psychologist who's gay calls West Hollywood the city of lost boys, you know, and, and the reason why is because they're not men. You know, the definition of a man to a psychologist or to someone who's learned is someone who um, is reliable, upstanding in their community, um, does something outside of themselves to, you know, that, that um, is of service to someone else, not from any necessity, but to help uplift the community, that adds something to the community that is able to take care of themselves that is that that is a man of their word those are the definitions of what a man is it doesn't you don't have to be it doesn't matter if you're gay it doesn't matter if you're bi it doesn't matter if you're straight if you consider yourself to be a cisgendered male um or if you consider yourself to be a trans male those are the things that a male is okay it's not the type of clothes that you have, the type of car that you drive, how many dicks you've sucked, uh, how much how 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 much girl you have in your in your sachet with the clothes that you wear, um, the type of boyfriend that you have, those are all accessories like your phone case. Okay, and so to all these gay males that are dancing around and running around West Hollywood, and you're over twenty five and over thirty years old, it's kind of like we were going back in our last episode last week, an hour ago. We we're talking about these comedians who they're not able to take care of themselves. They're not they're not grounded in a reality. Well, these people they're living. You know, the the reason I have my joke stereotype is about how every time I go to West Hollywood, they're like, "You can't be gay. Are you gay? How long have you been out of the closet?" It's like 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 I have to be acting like. Like you for you to accept that i'm gay or that or that i'm ashamed of being gay because of how i i'm a product of my environment well I, i'm from philly i'm a nigga from philly i'm not i don't need to i don't need to slur my words and to go girl or act like fucking beyonce if i'm here to meet somebody and by the way why and you know like i say in my joke why is it when white guys start coming out of the closet they all of a sudden start acting like black women if I wanted to date a black woman, I'd go date a black woman. I don't need you say acting girl and acting like fucking Beyonce or Rihanna, okay? I need you acting like yourself. Who is your organic self? And there are listen, there's a there's and and to 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 the, to the non-gay community, there are a lot of flavors of LGBTQ IA+. So you you can be more feminine. Um you can be non-binary. I am not as, I'm not going against, I'm not saying anything but about I, that. Here's what I hear but you living say. Living a stereotype is fucked up. Here's what I hear you say. Right. Is that the perception from an outsider like myself is that, oh, this happens, this needs to, this is or should be one of the most accepting communities on the planet. And it's not. And that's the point I'm by, hearing by is that stretch, it's, by it's, any stretch of the imagination. I can go out in New York. I can go out in Chicago. I can go out in Philly. I can go out in Atlanta. I can go out in Miami. I can go out in Austin. I can go out in San Francisco. I can go out in San Diego, gay bar hopping by myself. And damn it, I, I don't even end up, don't even end up coming home. Meet it. Not about sex. Meet people. Have a great time. You know, Oh my God, we're going here. Yeah. Fucking sure. Let's go party. You know, you know, let's go have a good time. Not in West Hollywood. It's very clicky. They come with their friends. Oh, I'm talking, you know, it's, it's, it's all this. I, um, uh, like maybe eight, well, first of all, I was called, I was called nigger at, at during, during gay pride at the Abbey. Five years ago, five with with Travis Seaborn, my with a straight friend of mine, Travis Seaborn. First of all, second of all, 
Um, you know, if you notice all the gay pride, if you notice all the advertisements, the commercials, very, it's always white adjacent people. Like it's the white guy, it's two white guys with like the rolled up pants. They're like, they all wear the same clothes and they're getting out of the Mercedes or it's the black guy who looks like he could be white. You know, it's, there's never, you don't see ethnic black people. You don't see ethnic Latino people. You don't see ethnic Asian people. You see white adjacent people. Well, that's one of the things that got with that movie that failed last year i thought was what bros yeah that trash well they yeah, yeah, the absolutely. guy was talking about that oh the reason why this movie didn't do well was because the world was homophobic and even like gay dudes were sitting there going no it's because this is not like give up the fact that like straight dudes in or straight people in the rest of the country accepted this we're not accepting this That's because because exactly right. It was it was a sanitized version of what gay culture was supposed to be. First of all, it's a sanitized version of what gay culture is supposed to be. It's a white sanitized ver- version of what, what gay culture is supposed to be. One, two is actually, um, if you talk to a gay psychologist, they will tell you that 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 movie is based off of gay shame. Why do I have to? Ju- why do I have to glorify bringing some guy out of the closet who's literally undateable? If someone, if some guy's just coming out of the closet, he needs to figure himself out. He needs to date a bunch of people. He needs to f- figure out who he likes and why he likes it. And also, the, that person is undateable. They're good to fuck that night, but they are undateable. So why is that? Why is that? some type of thing to get in the gay community oh i I turned that boy no you didn't he was gay he has mental health issues he has self-esteem issues you didn't turn anybody okay this person needs to find himself but you're enamored with the fact that this person was sleeping with pussy before or that whatever it is what are you doing you know, is is the point. If you are proud about yourself, you're going to want to date somebody who's proud of themselves. That again is that is again a solid human being a, that is someone of substance that is like the, there that is and right. is is that can good be with themselves and then ultimately as a human being is ready to be in something solid. That can be there for you. You know, relationships, the, the puppy dog of part, phase of a relationship ends, you know, after six months. Now you start having problems. Now the real you start coming out and you're having your good days and your bad days and friends are dying and friends are on drugs and your mom's upset and your dad. And, and who is this person that you've brought into your life and how are they going to help you be a solid and good person when you're at your worst? Because that happens in relationships relationships are never perfect that's why they say relationships are hard work so if you're dating the reason why the 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 divorce rate in this country is so high the reason why so many people are in these shitty relationships is because you're 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 getting into these relationships because of look and 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 what they have and what you perceive that whatever you perceive their strengths are and you're not even into are they a good person do they have integrity do they know who they are? And when I say, do you know who they are? Do, do, do they know who they are? That is a very deep question. Well, see, you, you, this isn't even a gay Absolutely thing. Absolutely not. A, this is you, human being. because you, you took the words out of my mouth. Because That's why Mike is here. Yes. We're the thing that's help. frustrating at this point is the, and I really do believe, especially because in this town, image is so important. Absolutely. And, and it's all fake. And it's, it's, there's a lot of fakeness. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. yeah. That people want to be with someone that in their perception either equals 
or enhances their own feelings of uh, status. Right. So you don't want to be with someone that you perceive as being, uh, oh, they don't have the right job. They're not famous enough. They're not well-known enough. They're not successful enough. They can't go to the places that I want to go to, you know, the restaurants, the the vacations, that kind of stuff, as opposed to what you're talking about, which is, okay, when the shit gets real. Right. Who is this person? Yes. Does this person have anything when the, you know. Does this person have my back? Do you want this person in a, in a fucking, uh, in a foxhole with you? Can you count on them? Because that's really what. You go to West Hollywood, you go to West Hollywood right now, and you're going to see a bunch of people my age, guys my age, your age, bouncing around in clothes that you buy when you're like 24, 25 years old. All right. Um, you're seeing, you know, and you're seeing all these guys, girl, and all this, this bullshit. It's like, and, and again, I'm not for, for to, if you're, if you're an effeminate person, if you're non-binary, I am not talking there. There's all different flavors of the rainbow. But if you, if you're living a stereotype, it's the equivalent of me. I'm from West Philly. Okay. It'd be the equivalent of acting like a thug. I'm not a thug. I've never been a thug. Which is why it, 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 people talk about it all the time. Cause I've said on stage and I say on this podcast, I'm 46 years old. Right. I'm not lying to anybody. Right. I'm not, here, yeah, right. I'm not, Preach. I'm not trying to tell. And the thing that people always go, well, what happens when you perform in front of people that are under the age of 25? They're not fucking stupid. They're, they're humans. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, you and me are the same. No, but you and I both have the same, uh, emotions. Absolutely. We've both been in love. We've both been rejected. We both Absolutely. have been in pain. We both, whatever. And with that, people of all ages accept you. You're preaching. And you see, I've seen so many comics. If your jokes are about something, people are going to get it. And the thing that always gets me, and it's the saddest thing in the world, when 50-something-year-old comics or 60-something-year-old comics dye their hair jet black, try to wear clothes that they perceive exactly what will, i'm saying exactly what will, i'm saying about west hollywood yeah, yep. will, exactly. will get them younger people right when in reality right if you want to get younger because one thing about younger people today because of social media right they there's no shocking them there's no fooling them no they've no, seen it they've they seen know it. they exactly. know they know they could spot bullshits right. one of the things they talk about why trump is not very popular with younger people is because younger people spot his bullshit, bullshit from a, a mile fucking away. mile away and, and, I, and i'm going to say this i tell you this right now and i was talking to a gay friend of mine you know and around our age you know the reason why i do so well with the younger guys is because i treat them like i treat everybody else they're 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 here for the sex and my intellect. I know that. They're you know when, you know they're when we have conversations, they're getting the real for me. I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not trying to act like I'm 25. I'm not trying to pretend that you know I even fucking remotely give a fuck about your social media posts. You know what I mean? You know you know it, I'm being honest with them. They know what they're getting with me, right? And and so. You know, if they're going, you know, everyone wants to sleep, you know, like I said, like I was saying before, everybody sleeps all over the place now. You know, the question is, who can you fall in love with? Right. And and when when the the younger guys, they they actually learn something from me. They're hearing something from me that they're not going to get from some average Joe Schmo or from some bunch of these jackasses that are out there trying to act like they're still 25 years old. One thing that I and I say this 
if you don't want to be with me, if you're a woman that sits there and says you don't want to be with me or whatever, I say God bless. God bless you. God See bless. You. See you. Yeah. I'm it's to a point now where I sit there Let's and I talk go, about the straights. Well, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> it so is. It's the same fucking thing. I'll, I'll, well, I got a little, little bit of a different, but go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Sorry. Okay. It's at this point, I know where I'm going. I know what direction I am going to with my career and my own life and my trajectory. Right. And if you look at it and say, no, not for me, in full disclosure, I have I've learned long enough that God right now is batting a thousand. Absolutely. Because I have yet to have a woman that I long for in my 20s and 30s. Now that I sit here in my 40s going, man, I missed out on that one. Yeah, not it's, one. It's, it's always like, yeah, that wouldn't have worked out. Right. Dude, it, it, you're, number one, you're 100% right. And, you know, I hear... If if I could if I could if I could change the straight community, let's talk about the straights. Go go for if it. If I could change the straight community, what the gay community gets right, what we get right, is our dates start at Coffee Bean, if not at our apartments. For the guys, for the guys, women are very different, and I'm not going to I'm not going to tread into that at all. But for for gay men, um. You know, our dates start at Coffee Bean or at our house. And if we don't like each other, we're at a bar and we have a couple drinks and we pay for each other. We pay for our own drinks. It's not until, hey, you, uh, I'll buy you a drink. Sure. That's how it goes. There's no money spent. We're having sex before we even like each other. You know what I'm saying? For good or for, for better or for worse, we're having sex before, you know, and, and women, you uh, again you have security issues and all these other things but i think that if i could teach straight couples is like you know what your dates should start off with coffee bean and you know your first three dates are sitting at a place and just talking do i even like you before you start getting into these hundred dollar meals before you start getting into these nights out of the town that can cost a couple hundred bucks where guys are being jerked around by all these women that don't want to fucking that are there for the meal I actually had a woman say to me, yeah, I figured out that my love language is expensive meals. Yeah. You're, 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 and what happens to your looks when they go away, honey? <laughs> but what, what, as a guy, how am I supposed to respond? That's your love language. Goodbye. Yeah. That's how, that's how you, you're, 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 here's the bullet. Yeah. You're, <laughs> Dodge yeah, bullet. You're batshit crazy. You, you, you are batshit crazy. Where is your, I'm going to say this to anybody, man, woman, man, woman, I don't care what your gender is. Who are you if you're one step away from prostitution? Okay. If you're not even one step or, or where, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If your love language is expensive meals and where somebody can take you, who are you? Because what happens when you meet the guy of your dreams? And let, let's pretend you like, I, I have friends. I have a friend of mine. Uh, he's just settled down, but he, he, he's a doctor. He's literally a doctor. Okay. Yeah. When he was single, beautiful white man, doctor, just working the emergency room, eight, 12 hours a fucking day. All right. You know what I'm saying? This man, he's paying off his, he's paying off his school debt. 
right? All this other stuff going on. Solid as a rock. Solid. He's the a doctor. Yes. Okay. He's who every straight woman would want to settle down with. At Beautiful. least perception wise. Perception yes. wise. Perception wise. Beautiful straight men. You know. And do you know how hard it was for him to find his girlfriend? Very because, difficult. Because of how of this, oh, you've got to, you're a doctor, so you should be able to take care of me. You're a doctor, so you should be able to pay for this. Oh, you're a doctor, so it's like, wait a minute. I'm actually a human being with emotions and with a personality who paid for himself to go through college to become a doctor and now i'm hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and i'm working i'm working five days in a row 12 hours a day i have three days off and this is what you're trying to give me who are you in other words when you meet the person of your dreams are you the person that that person wants to meet well steve harvey had the great the great quote love steve harvey well he was talking he was speaking to to women and he he goes he, i constantly hear women talking about you know where is where's good men where are good men where why are good men hard to find why are right. good men and he sat there and he goes are you the type of woman that a good man would want and if exactly. you're not getting the type of man that you want then you have to work on yourself and i'm full disclosure i am a work in progress we, we all I am a, are. I am we a work are. in all, progress. We all, we all are. That's the point. Yeah. We all are. I'm a work in progress, but... He's turned me down, ladies. He's turned me down every they constantly. It's ridiculous. Yes, it's pretty consistent, too. Um, <sighs> but the thing that gets me is just at this point in my existence, I've, I've come to the realization that you'd have to be an extraordinary woman to want to look at what I am and go, okay, understand, I am in the pursuit of something that that I, it's my passion. It's our passion. It's our passion, and you have to be, it's very similar to my, my one of my brothers is a football coach, mm -hmm. and he loves football, and right. he tells his wife, because I'll be honest with you, mm -hmm. I have a mistress, her name is, her name is football. Right. And She's, I mean, there's something called being a football wife. Right. Like you understand that this is what it is. Right. Same thing with comedy. Yeah. And that's what it is with comedy with me. Yeah, you yeah. got to understand right, that 100%. like, this is who I am. You have a career. It's, yes. like it's the same thing with a doctor. Well, but here's the, here's, this is why, again, when I say that I understand when, you know, gay men mm. in a sense that I'm not someone who does comedy. I'm a comedian. Thank you, bro. I'm Thank when you. I was a football player, mm -hmm. I was a comedian playing football. football right. When I am a salesman, mm -hmm. I am a comedian, comedian who sells things. That's exactly what I do. Yep. Okay. I feel, I feel the same way. So right. when people sit there and be like, that's one of the reasons why I left Pittsburgh. Right. Because in Pittsburgh, it was a hobby right. that I did on the side when I, I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Right. The sales is the side hustle that makes it that I can do what I am, which is this comedy. Right. And I just felt that if I was ever going to do it to where I didn't have to do the side hustle, I had to come to a place like Los Angeles right. to get to a point to where I could make the money possible to where I don't have to sell anything anymore. Absolutely. I just can do comedy, Absolutely. which is why I'm here. Absolutely. But, but you know, just going back to you saying, so but first of all, I got to give a shout out to the doctor friend of mine, Jared, if you're listening to this, which you probably won't be, but if you do, I'm talking you're about too, you. are probably too busy, I'm, but I'm God bless you. I'm, ta I'm talking to you, <laughs> talking about you. But, you know, I remember him one time he was telling me um, that he was dating some chick and she was getting pissed off because of the hours that he worked. 
<laughs> that a doctor worked. Yeah. It's just, you know. What was again, he supposed to do? Quit and just, you know, start working Postmates? Again, again people, people they date, they, they date for the idea of what they believe they want. I want a doctor. I want an attorney. I want an engineer. No, 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 no. You, you, you want to be able to tell people right. that you date a doctor, a doctor or, or an attorney. attorney. Right. You don't actually exactly want right. to date. It's just like when somebody sits there and says, oh, I'd love to date, quote unquote, a billionaire. Right. Okay. You realize Jeff Bezos, who's worth $200 billion, will probably wake up tomorrow morning at five in the morning and be at work by 6, p- 6 a.m. Right. And work all right. you know Elon so if Musk, all of them right. yeah if yeah, you're gonna right. be you know bill gates if you're gonna date warren buffett you don't need this no one's dating warren buffett right. but if you're going to <laughs> yeah, be yeah, with yeah. somebody like that or mm. someone on the rise right like they talk about like uh, the amount of hours they're working is insane well like, again one one profession that's insane when people talk about is uh hedge fund managers right absolutely those guys oh who god. make like oh my god this guy made 400 million last year the hours that i hear they they get to work they get to work at three thirty in the morning. Yes, yeah, you're hundred percent right. And they're they're at their jobs until right. eleven, twelve. Like they're right. sleeping three. That's why they all retire, quote unquote, right. when they're like thirty eight years old. Exactly. No, you're hundred percent right. I mean, you know, and so and that's who you want to date. You're going to go up to that guy and be like, "Why aren't you spending more time with me?" You know, I was I was talking to this this Asian lady one time. Um, this beautiful woman. She works and she is um she's on the symphony downtown. That's she, awesome. Yeah, and so. Um, we were talking about how we got into our, got into practicing art, you know, and, um, she's like, uh, you know, I used to be a chemist. I was like, really? I used to be a te- I used to be in the tech industry. I used to sell semiconductors. She's like, no way. You know, so we just egghead stuff. Yeah. We kind of bounded over that. Yeah. And she said this phrase that I want everyone to hear that I've, I'll never, ever forget. She was like, you know, my parents wanted me to become, you know, a successful chemist. So I went to all these schools and I graduated Stanford and, you know, I I achieved my goals. And she said, I have, and quote unquote, I had the cosmetically beautiful job. I had the cosmetically beautiful job and my parents loved it. But I was hating myself is what you're saying. She goes, but and and when I was there, all my my parents, even when I was a kid, they 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 taught. They, I used to start, you know, for the arts. They I played violin, and she she's like, I always loved the violin, and I had never stopped playing the violin. And she's like, about six years ago, she was like, I I I was running, I, I was hating my I was hating my life, and I auditioned for this local thing, wherever she was living, and she got it, and she's like, I'm leaving chemistry, to play the violin. And her parents were looking down on her, like, "How could you do this? You know, how you know? How could you do this to family?" Now she now she plays for the L.A. Symphony within six years, and 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 now all of a sudden, of course, now they're proud of her again, right? Well, and well, it's, but but if she didn't, and going back to what we we're talking about, yeah. we she found her. We the, we bonded over the fact that we had found our passions. And well, we, we found we found who we are. We found who we are, and we, and we're not going to allow a paycheck to 
not allow us to be happy with ourselves and to have joy within our souls. No matter how bad my day is, I can get off work and I can go to tell some jokes and I make a room full of people laugh and I feel better about myself. It doesn't matter what happens. We talk all the time about the shit we've seen and the people we've seen and the, the amount of stuff you have to go through to get on that stage and talk. Right. And if someone would say, wow, that's, why do you do all that? Because A, I have to. Right. It's who I am. Right. And B, there is no point in my life where I feel more Michael Sasson than when I'm on that stage. You're preaching right now. If I don't if, feel more Michael Sasson either. Yeah. When I'm on stage. No, but yeah, I agree with you 100%. But it's, 100%. it's, if you ever sit there and say, like, I love when people meet me off stage and then they see me on stage and they right. go wow you're so different on stage i'm like no 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 no. you just met mike right mike's the guy on stage right the guy who is just hello how are you right that's the character right dude right you're 100 right because <laughs> i can't do, because i because i'm insane okay i we can't you know you can't behave like that 24 hours a day but but that's the fucked up part some people do so yeah you know when i'm on stage that's why that's, you want to talk about why pe- i'm sorry but do you want to talk about why people uh, uh, drink and do drugs yeah. and, and 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 hit their spouse and hate right. their kids yep, and 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 yep. do all this kind of shit it's because they they're living an existence that is not theirs yep. i personally believe one of the reasons why my dad Mm-hmm. was just angry all the time right. was because someone chose a life for him. Yep. Someone made him at least put pressure on him to be something right. that he was not. They don't know who they are, but that's my dad. My dad was abused and he just grew up in this fucked up environment where he never found himself. He was, he was just, he, he was a horrible person because that's how he was raised. I had an epiphany one time on stage. Mm. It was last year. I was 45 years old. It was similar to a queef. Uh, that was, that was when I was 44. Okay. Anyways. So I'm sitting there mm. and I'm on stage and I'm talking about my dad and I realized that, okay, when my dad was, my dad was born in 1950. So he was 45 years old in 1995. Mm-hmm. 1995 was when I was a, when I went off and became, I was a freshman at the university of Connecticut. Right. So at that point, um, if I, at my age, my dad had eight kids mm-hmm. and had two kids in college Wow! and had a kid who was like, who was three years old. Mm-hmm. So from three years old to college, right? you want to talk about under, having an epiphany of understanding a man all of a sudden? Yeah. It's like, if all of a sudden I was responsible for eight lives, yeah. all the, from college to yeah. three years old. With yeah. no backup, my mom didn't work. Right. I'm not saying that he was justified, but I get it. You understand it. I Absolute, get it. Absolutely. It's, I, I had the same, you know, uh, with all the work that I was doing for myself and myself, same thing with my dad. You know, you're talking about, you know, you know, you're having dogs sicked on you. You know, the, the racism, just the racism alone is unspeakable. Like you can't wrap like me at fifty four. I can't wrap my head around the violence that my father and my uncles experienced when they were in their twenties and their their teens, and you know add you know to a alcoholic PTSD riddled 
father, my grandfather, who went to came back from the war completely out of his mind, you know. So you know, everybody says you're a different person when you came back. Oh, that's PTSD. So that means you know you you have some guy coming back from the war, you know, experiencing racism. Just he's an alcoholic now, and he's raising. My dad was one of twelve brothers and sisters. That was not a good living situation. Yeah, ever, ever. ever. Yeah, you know what a- I'm anger was predictably to follow absolutely and so but once you realize what these people went through you got you you, man you can't have but you you have to have compassion for them if you can't find forgiveness in your soul um for your parents your parents weren't perfect i'm gonna tell you i remember that i never forget the time that my 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 psychologist was like you know you know you can love your parents without them being good parents i was like what do you mean he's like well your parents were not good parents he goes most parents aren't now, yeah, you know that's that's just you know there's and this is not saying that they didn't love you i'm not saying that they didn't try their best i'm not saying that they didn't do that i'm not saying that they didn't wake up with their best intentions i mean they might they just most parents aren't good parents they legitimately did the best with the tools they, they were given and fundamentally i mean i had this epiphany where it was like yeah who would have ever shown them how to do it right who would who did there was you think you have bad health care now what are you talking about 50 years ago 60 years ago come on i mean like who who would have actually no one told them no one. like hey this is how you're actually supposed to make sure that your your son you know is because i really truly believe that the number one reason why 70 years ago there yeah. was cocaine and coca-cola yeah well the one thing that i always realize is the fact that i really truly feel which i miss that you know sometimes you're born at the wrong time i truly believe that most men up until literally probably about 20 years ago the modus operandi for most men was the world sucks the world is going to kill you and take everything unless you are ready to fight i am raising men to be the type of people that will not get taken advantage of absolutely so i'm going to treat you like dog shit i'm going to make you think you are nothing the world is a tough place you better get used to it that's yeah. exactly how i was raised for yeah. sure without a doubt for without the, without the doubt you're just going back to what we were talking about earlier you know i'm a product of my environment you know what i'm saying i accept who i am you know this is who i am you know is you know it is what it is i'm not going to change myself because i want to live because i want somebody to think of me differently either you're going to accept me for who i am or you can go fuck yourself well and and you know you want to take this back full circle yeah. you wanted to talk about that and this is the that, full circle of the full circle but the full circle of the full circle so many circles tonight. Hell yeah you want to talk about why i do the open mic where i help comics yeah you want to talk about why i do a podcast with the concept of here to help right it's because i grew up in a world where i felt there was no one there who was there to help me exactly the same thing yep so Wow, you we know have, what? We have something. We have something in common. Mike. We're very much in common. Wow, I didn't know we had something in common. Yes, well, tons in common. Both wow. comics, both damn good-looking dudes. Right. I mean, we wow. got some yeah, some yeah, things yeah, on yeah, it. But fundamentally, the it's like one time Robin Williams sat there and says the you know comics understand what it's like to be alone. So that's why we are so adamant about giving joy to people because we know how sad it can be when you have no joy. Absolutely. The same thing with, okay, when you walk through the world thinking that no one's got your back, right? that no one truly gives a shit about you, right? and you know the pain of that, and you, you have two choices there. Either A, try to push that hatred on other people, which is what 
let's be honest, our, our parents tried to do to us, Absolutely. and our grandparents Absolutely. did to them, hey, and their it, grandparents it, did to them. It is what it is. Or yeah. no, 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 don't, don't hate the game. Or sit there and go, okay, I'm going to give the world support. Right. I'm going to give as whatever I can give to the world. I'm going to give it. Right. And not just keep it to myself. Right. I'm not going to live in a world where, cause that's one thing that I think we've, we've lived in a world that had been taught that the world is a world of scarcity. Right. Is, Oh, there's not enough for everyone. Right. And we're like, well, there's let's at least, everybody. let's at least give what we can. Absolutely. In order for us to, you know, start the, the, the movement to where if I give what I can and you give what you can and this right. person gives what they can right. and then we get that ball rolling, how right. many people can suddenly we take care of? Absolutely. No, you're you're hundred percent right. And and you know, just to you know people and we're just here to help. Absolutely. We're, we're just here to help. We're not experts. We're not experts. We're okay. not here. We're just here to say what we feel and what we think and what we've experienced. And you might sit there and say, Yeah, full of shit or eh, whatever this guy don't know. Whatever fundamentally but you know we're just talking and, and but, we're just but, talking but that being said um although we have very very uh different upbringings um you know even now we're finding more commonality between the two of us and we've lived long lives and we you know we've learned things you know and we have a breadth of experience with us that you don't have when you're 25 that you don't have when you're 35 that you don't have when you're 40 you know, which is one of the reasons why I think you and I are both in the same boat of we're very hesitant to judge someone about mistakes they made 20 years ago. I don't care about your mistakes yeah. or, the, yeah, yeah. or 25 I, years. I, I as long as you acknowledge yeah. they were mistakes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't care about your mistakes. We all make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's let's just be honest. Right. There's, we all make mistakes. The question going back to what we were saying about integrity and knowing who you are as a person and knowing where you're at in your life. Do you, do you know who you are? Do you have integrity? Do you know where you're at in your life? Those are the things that matter because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to say something that hurts somebody. You're going to hurt somebody else. You're going to hurt yourself. One of the things I tell younger comics all the time, and that's the, that's, that's the remind it. us that we eventually do need to stop talking. Yeah, yeah. We have about five minutes. Yeah. But one of the things that I think that I always, I always tell comics, and it's the hardest thing your about stand-up. Your joke's not funny. Get off the fucking stage. I want to get on stage. I say that in a more polite way. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Very, very political. Um, you have to figure out who the hell you are. Yeah. And if there's anything that is tough as a comic, there's a reason why most of the best comics in the world are not 23 years old. Right. They're in their 40s. They're in their 50s. They're in their 60s. Yep. Because they, well, they've been doing this since they've been like 16 and they know who the fuck they, they are. are. Yep. So the material comes because all they have to do is filter the world through who they know who they are. Absolutely. And then it just happens. Absolutely. So when I tell a younger comic, I'm like, here's what I, again, they call it your voice. Yep. You got to find your voice, you which means voice. you got to figure out who the fuck you are don't you know and until you do admit it you know there's nothing, that's the toughest part yeah, there's you know the, like um you know something that's going on in my office right now um you know a lot of people don't like to admit when they don't have an answer it's, it's called i don't know it's real simple i don't know it, it's because when you say the, the those 
three words are the most powerful words that you can ever use. I don't know because one, it lets everyone know that we have to figure this out. Okay. Two, it shows that you're intelligent enough to recognize that you don't have all the answers, you know? And, and three, it, it, it allows people to know that you're, that you're not full of shit. Well, that's the big, if you want to talk about one of the biggest issues in the world right now, you even get bigger. Mm, talk to me about that, Mike. The intelligent are filled with doubt and the stupid have total certainty. Absolutely. You see it in our politics all day long, all day long. Yes. Yeah. It's just to complete total certainty. If you go to any elite university and you talk to the foremost expert on a subject, they are very, very, it takes a lot to for them to admit that they're an expert on anything right because they know so much that they realize how much more they need to know how they need to know it's the same thing with people who are really really trained in martial arts you know mma like the real mma fighters they're generally speaking very humble they're not going to you know generally and you know unless they're young and brash or something like that but generally if you're a real mma fight and somebody who's really in the arts you're humble because you know that the next guy who could come along kick your fucking serve you up well in in one of the great uh i actually learned this from a guy who was in martial arts uh this guy it was a story he told me he says this guy had learned and this was back east he had learned he'd finally gotten his black belt Mm mm-hmm so he was going to go meet this martial arts expert out in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And he's all brash. He's like, I got my black belt. I'm going out to this guy over there. And so he meets this, you know, this, this martial arts guy, master. And mm-hmm. he sits there and he's thinking like, yeah, I just got my black belt. You know, I'm, I'm just learning something else, whatever like that. And the martial arts guy looks at him and goes, okay, all right. Well, your first lesson, I want you to go over to that corner. And I want you to stand in ready position, and I want you to just do this, which is like it, it, if you're not listening, if you're not watching it on video, it's basically just yeah. something you would teach like a twelve year old in his yeah. first day. Punch of, in, punch out, punch, punch in, punch, punch out. out. Yeah, well, yeah we'll and that, the yeah. guy looks at him, he's like, Jeez. so he goes over there and he just starts doing it, and he's over there doing it for forty five minutes, mm-hmm. and eventually he stops and he goes over. And he goes up to the the the, the, the master and he sits there and goes, yeah, are you, are you going to have me do anything else? He goes, no, just go over there and just, just do that. He goes over there for another like 15, 20 minutes. And then the guy comes over to him again. He goes, hey, I flew all the way to San Francisco. I thought you were going to teach me something. What, what's going on here? And he goes, well, the problem is your cup is full right now. And I can't help you until your cup is empty. So if there's nothing I can teach you because you won't listen. So come back when your cup is empty. And that is the nature of intelligence is to realize that, Hey, my cup is when your cup is empty and you're ready to learn. Right. That's when, that's when things happen. When you think, you know, everything, right. When you think you've got all of this thing, if there's any difference between being 20, 30, 40 and 50, when you're 20, you're the smartest person you ever met in your life. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. When you're 30, you kind of start to realize how much more you need to learn. Right. By the time you're 40, you're just like, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm a, I'm a fucking moron. Yeah. There's right. nothing. I don't know. Yeah. But then you meet the 20-year-old. Right. And you're like, oh, gee. He's like, and I'm like, ooh, he's hot. <laughs> 
Well, he's certain. <laughs> he's so confident because he's like, certain yeah. he's right. Until he gets him, until he get him in bed, and he starts trying to pull that that shit he's been watching on fucking porno. Be like, nigga, that ain't sex. Let me show you how it's done. Let me show, let me show you what's about to happen here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put in that John Cena music. Oh, jeez. You know what? Yeah. I think we actually helped some people today. I think we've helped somebody today. I think we've helped some people today. Um, do you know we we have ten minutes to wrap up here um, and get out of here? Do, do you have any Do you have any final thoughts? My final thoughts are that I hope to have more thoughts. We yes. Um, I have no final thoughts. I just have ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's anything that I'm proud about myself. I'm proud about, that's one thing about me at this point right now. If someone to say to me, Mike, where, where are you? Where's your head right now? I'm internally proud of the progress I've made over the last five years, getting towards the person that I want to be. I agree hundred uh, percent. Same thing with me. And, um, I, I just want to recap to all of the people that are listening out there. You know, um, this was, I think we, we, we jumped, this was, I, I really appreciated this podcast, this particular one. And, uh, you know, um, I'm not talking down on anybody. What I'm telling, what I'm telling you to do is to actually ask yourself the deeper question: Who am I? Why am I here? And not who do you, not do you, who do you want to be? be right. Who, who are are you? you? Who are you? Not some thing that you think society wants you to that you want to be how you want to be seen in society i don't want what, what you think you should how you think you should be perceived in society that's not who you are that's a perception that's a fear-based perception that you're not going to be accepted who are you as a person that's one of the things if you ever watch it, it's um what's your integrity jim carrey mm-hmm. on netflix when he played andy kaufman yeah he went method, which means he was Andy Kaufman for like three months. Yeah. And when he came out of it and the movie was over, the thing that fucked with his head was he figured out or had this thought in his head of, wait a minute, if I can just become Andy Kaufman, then who is Jim Carrey? Right. Who is he? Because all of these things that I perceive that were like this is who I am. Right. We're all just either given to me or just decisions that I could make or change in two seconds. Right. Right. And if you just kind of live this world of this is who I am and you don't really ask, is it? Right. Then again, and that's it's a it's kind of a fucked up thing because most people would sit there and say I don't have time to do this. That's what most that's why most people are 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 living a world where it's just like I don't have time. I got kids. I got a job. I got a mortgage. Right. I can't sit here and stare out Make into the space the and go, "Who the fuck right. am I?" Exactly. Which fundamentally is why the girl the good Lord created artists. Absolutely, that's why we're here. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Mike and Ron. Here to help. We've been here to help. Um, and thank you, by the way, uh, for the people who are subscribing to our YouTube channel. Yes. And for the people that are downloading our podcast now. Um, really, really appreciate you. Um, please keep coming back. We're going to have much more of these discussions. Uh, and until uh, next week. Have a wonderful week. Stay amazing.
like and wrong.